Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Snoring 20s podcast. Before we jump into this week's episode, we want to let all our listeners know that topics in this episode include brief discussions on depression and suicide. Welcome to episode five, Sad Girl Hour. This week, we're discussing our inevitable sad girl hours. As women, we deal with so much on a daily basis and in our lifetimes. We're talking how to cope with these feelings, our own personal self-care methods that work best, and when it's time to get professional help. First things first, it's okay to be sad, and it's okay to feel all of your emotions. Let's be real, we've all been there, late night up on our phones or watching TV, and it just hits us. We get in our feelings, and it's, I don't know, or just I'm just sad, and it could come out of nowhere. We just want to talk about how it's okay, and it's normal to be sad. I mean, especially right now, being stuck in the house, you can feel kind of trapped, especially if you're in an apartment or just a smaller place where you maybe not don't have a backyard. And it's difficult when you don't have places to go to keep yourself busy and occupied. And it's, I know personally, I found myself lacking a lot of motivation. Yeah, I think I actually moved home, like when all this started. And I went back and forth on like what I was going to do because literally a week before (laughs) this all started to happen, I moved out of my house and I moved into my own apartment. But I think it's definitely helped my mental health like to be here um, and with my family and to like have a backyard and to be in a neighborhood, to be in the suburb and have places to walk and things to go. And I live right down the street from the beach. So that's definitely helped with my moods. Yeah, I've been quarantined at my boyfriend's house for the past two months. And just being with his family has been so awesome. But I do find myself getting caught missing my family and missing hanging out with my little sisters and just going on walks with them. And I mean, I get sad. And then I go, well, I sometimes try to say to myself, well, no, you can't be sad because you still are having such a wonderful time down here. But we all get sad, whether it's one thing or another. And I guess it's just so important to realize that it's okay. I've been at my house and it's great being with my family. Like we're all actually getting along, which is weird. But I do. I have found myself getting really sad because I love my job so much and I haven't been able to work. So I had a Zoom meeting today with my job and my boss was literally crying and it made me so sad to see her Mm -hmm. upset. But we all just miss each other so much and like what we do. So it's just been hard lately. But being at home is nice and it definitely helps. Mm -hmm. I feel like in society, sometimes I feel you, you feel like you can't express your emotions and that you need to just continue on and push on. And mm-hmm. I heard that that might be something with the like millennial generation, like they can't accept failure and or they and they can't they they just need to like keep pushing on. And it was really interesting because I find myself so hard, like I don't want to show emotion in front of my students. I need to be strict and serious and focused all mm-hmm. the time. But mm-hmm. we're not robots. We we have emotions and we need to be able to embrace them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. When I came back from um, finishing college, I guess a year ago now, that's so crazy. I had a really hard time with some like post-grad emotions. I guess you people do, people call it post-grad like anxiety, depression. But yeah, I did struggle with that a lot because there was this like overwhelming feeling of failure. But it was weird because like I'm so young, I still have so much time to figure out 
um, what I want to do and what I would want to do with my life. But just this feeling of like not having a job and trying to figure out what was next is like overwhelming. And that definitely comes from the pressure from society, specifically in like the workforce. And I mean, sometimes you just have to cry. And that quote, there's very few people in my life that will know that quote. When I was eight years old, I was in this vocal hip hop dance class. (laughs) And it was, the song was, I don't even know what the name of it was, but it was like, if you change your heart, you change Brooke, I was the in world. That. Stop. Wait, I was, we're in the recording studio. Remember we went to that house and we were in that recording studio? Yes, it was always and, that creepy house. <laughs> yes, I am horrible at singing. And I just started like messing up and I just started crying, like bawling my <laughs> eyes out, eight years old. Oh and my Jenna, God. our dance teacher is like, Brooke, what's wrong? And I just look up at her teary eyed and I was like, sometimes you just have to cry. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, eight year old Brooke was enlightened because I love that story. And I remember it to this day. But like 10, 15 years later, sometimes you just have to cry. I mean, it's so true. You need to just sit on your couch, look at videos of babies and puppies and just eat some ice cream and cry it out, sis. (laughs) yeah I think that's so amazing that you kind of like had that mentality and you knew that so young because I know a lot of people struggle with like dealing with their emotions and knowing that you know sometimes you'll feel a hell of a lot better if you just cry it out you know Mm -hmm. I mean like some days I just wake up on the wrong side of the bed like we all do it but just sadness just hits me sometimes and all I want to do is cry and I'm not a big crier but sometimes you Mm -hmm. just gotta You just have to accept the feelings and cry if you have to. I am a very big crier. I could front and tell you a made up number of times I cry in a week, (laughs) but it's probably every day. And I'm I'm just being honest with the world at this point. But (laughs) yeah, like I just think it like helps me flush out my emotions and like start fresh because I do have a lot of emotions and I'm not embarrassed about it and I embrace it. She's a Pisces. Yeah, they, they, they know. I think they honestly know at this point. I haven't even really shown it in many ways yet. And I think they can tell. Oh, yeah. I mean, our Queen Elsa said, let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. You can't. Can't let hold the, the tears flow back anymore. She was that. I love that she said that. That really made me feel seen as a Pisces. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. Love it. But we cry. We're human. We love to cry. I also think it's so important to realize that just because you're sad, it's not being dramatic or sensitive. Like like I said earlier, we're humans. We're not robots. You're not being dramatic because you're crying. Do I have my dramatic moments sometimes? Maybe. But every time I cry, I'm not being dramatic. It's kind of like, I hate this. When people see that you're sad or crying or upset or have a flurry of emotions. Oh, what are you on your period? No, mm-hmm. oh. doesn't, that oh. does not mean it could, no but it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sure could, but it doesn't. No one has said that to me in a really long time. And like, that's telling. I must have like flipped out at someone about it. And my family remembers. But I remember people would say that all the time. I can't stand that. That pisses me off so much. Like that's, that makes it worse. Right. Oh, it makes it so much worse. And then it turns into like an angry cry. 
but that's a whole nother. <laughs> oh God, that's another beast. Mm. But don't get me wrong. Sometimes I am crying because my PMSing is taking over my emotions and I'm just crying. Nice. But <laughs> it doesn't always mean that. Yeah, I agree. I think like I'm really sensitive <laughs> and I, I know that. But it still doesn't give people the right to call you dramatic or to treat you a certain way, like, because you are crying or because you are upset about something. So I think that's just important to remember that, like, if it hurts you, like, you're never being dramatic about it. Sometimes when you're sad, I mean, like, for me at least, I know sometimes when I'm sad, I need to take a breath and, like, I need to be alone. And that's taken me, like, a very long time to figure out because I always just want to, like work things out the minute they happen but like sometimes it is important to take that beat and then talk things out with like a parent or a sibling um or a friend if you had an argument with a friend or maybe like even in a relationship I think that's super important to realize in some people yeah Courtney I think you just really wrapped it up so perfectly it's so important for us to recognize our sad girl hours realize Mm -hmm. that we are normal and human for having these emotions feeling the emotions Letting them be, crying, eating ice cream, however you cope with your emotions. Right. It's okay to feel. Mm-hmm. All right. It is once again that time for yas or pass. Our segment where we talk current trends and say yas or pass. So the first trend tonight is those magnetic eyelashes. So what if you don't know what they are or what they do is I got one off Amazon Um, the other day and it just came so this is a a full review actually (laughs) um but it came off amazon and it came with um like two things of like liquid eyeliner um a couple different kinds of lashes like your everyday one then they keep going up up and up and then and what you do is put the eyeliner on um liquid eyeliner on in the regular spot that you put eyeliner (laughs) um and you have to let it dry that's the most important part um, you have to let the eyeliner completely dry or won't work, I guess. And then you take the tool, like your regular eyela- um, eyelash tool, and you just kind of place them on. That did not happen for me. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> did they stick or no? So they, like, did not stick at all. And I don't understand why, because, like, I could see, like, the little magnets on the eyelash, and I could I could see, like, where it would stick. So... I don't really know what happened. It stuck a little bit, but, like, not all of it stayed on. I don't know if I have to get, like, an upscale brand of it. I was really excited because I think it's really cool technology because I always struggled with, like, putting on, like, falsies. Mm-hmm. Like, when falsies... I don't know. I'm sorry if you still wear falsies, but I get my um, eyelashes done now. So I get eyelash extensions, so I don't bother with it anymore. Obviously not right now. I'm not getting them right now, but... <laughs> Um, that's why I decided to get the magnetic eyelashes because I was really excited because I really miss my eyelashes like a lot. But yeah, this did not work. So I'm going to pass the heck out of magnetic eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, I, me and my mom ventured out into Target um, this week with our masks on and everything. But we went into the makeup aisle and I saw the magnetic eyelashes and I was like, I wonder if this is a scam or if this works. Mm-hmm. So I guess not. Maybe if it's a different brand. Yeah, I mean, I got it off Amazon, like a, a random one, literally the first option. I didn't do research. <laughs> like I wasn't, 
I wasn't really trying to spend like a lot of money. I just like missed my eyelashes and I was like, oh, that'd be cute. It was like one of those like recommended for you. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to pass the whole idea. If you get good ones, I'm sure it works. But this brand did not work for me. Yeah, I've never tried them. I've heard of them, but I never, mm-hmm. I've only done the glue on ones and I've gotten pretty good at them just from doing dance for so long and always having to just plop them on. Mm-hmm. And I like the glue on ones, but I guess if they didn't work for you, I'm going to have to give them a pass because they always kind of sketch me out. I'm like, I wonder if this would actually work. Yeah, right. It's kind of like that, oh, that stamp eyeliner and you just stamp yeah. it on and just look to ratchet. Like it, <laughs> it technically works. It gets like eyeliner on there, but it, yeah, it looks bad. And that's like, that's a good way to describe it. Technically, it works. Technically, the eyelash went on my eye, <laughs> but like it, like it didn't go on all the way and like it didn't look good. That was oh my problem. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about it because I miss my eyelashes too. I miss them a lot. I look oh. like a 12 year old boy without them. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I like the glue on ones, I guess. And I don't know how I feel about having like a magnetic substance near my eye. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I don't know if that's weird. like weird to that say, but weird. because we get like heavy duty glue for like our eyelash extensions, but I'm just going to pass okay. it. The also other thing that I think made it weird for me is I haven't worn eyeliner since probably uh, five years ago. <laughs> so I feel like I just like was confused about my face with eyeliner. Mm-hmm. On. <laughs> That could have been, like, the other problem. It was just like, no, no, I don't like this. But maybe if I find a better brand, we can we can say yes to them. Yeah, maybe I'll buy a pair and try it out. But our next trend... Um, okay, so this is going to be hard to explain, and I feel like you have to see the TikTok or, like, the video of these to understand. So please go look one up. Maybe I'll post one. But so you play Guess Who. Everyone knows how to play Guess Who, the rules, whatever. But instead mm-hmm. of the characters, like just the little like cartoon people, you replace it with either your family members or celebrities and you play that way. And it looks so fun. Mm. The videos are so funny of people calling out family members in a funny way. I saw one that was like, did your person cheat on Aunt Mary and then remarry Aunt Kathy? <laughs> like, it's so funny. Oh my god! So I'm going to force my family to play, but I'm giving it a tentative yes wait okay so i thought you were talking about the one like the tiktok videos where people kids will put the green screen photos of charlie d'amelio or lil huddy or dicky or ronnie and like those people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and have their parents try to guess who it is oh that those are fun too but oh my god no i saw that video of um these two girls and they put actual famous people into the guess who board Mm -hmm. it was like beyonce in Oh, some of the questions that, like, people would ask, like, do you think this person would enjoy coming to my birthday party? (laughs) And that was, like, the final question. And and the girl was like, no. Right. And it was like, oh, my God, was your character Kim Kardashian? She was like, yes. (laughs) And it was so funny. See, I think that would just be, like, so fun to play with your family. It's just, like, a better way to play Guess Who. Yeah. I'm going to give it a yes because they're fun videos to watch. But I'm also kind of lazy and wouldn't want to make up the whole entire board. (laughs) Yeah, that that sounds so cool i mean like me and my family are always looking for obviously we've been in quarantine over two months now so we're always looking for like different things to do i think that's such a fun way and it's kind of like 
it's kind of like silly mm-hmm. you know like you like make fun of people and like we love doing that at the smith house so i think it would be funny to like put all our family members in there yeah it's like a roast definitely yes it's such a roast i'm definitely gonna give that a yes and i think i'm gonna try that i think i'm gonna make one this week. yeah i'm gonna force my family to play <laughs> so funny all right our final yes or pass is going to be this is another tiktok trend sorry but it's the videos of parents putting a treat in front of their toddlers, like marshmallows or some candy. And then they are videotaping their kid and say, all right, wait until I come back and then you can have some. And it's just a video of the kid patiently waiting. <laughs> and they're just so cute. Oh, my God. I love the video of Stormy, like Kylie doing it to Stormy. And she's like, patience, patience until she gets back. It's so freaking cute. But one of the girls I work with did it to her son. And he's like the only kid I've seen like not wait. He just like went right for it. It's so funny though, either way to see it. So I'm going to give it a yes. That is so funny to me. I've seen so many videos of it on TikTok. I mean, I don't really have anyone little to do that to, which I'm so (laughs) sad about because I love toddlers. They're like my favorite little creatures on the earth. But I saw one video where like a mom put just like a bowl of like chocolates in front of her and she just like went for it. So I think they're adorable. I love a good adorable TikTok video. So I'm going to give it a yes. Yeah, I definitely give it a yes too. There was one that was so cute. It was this little boy. He was blonde. And I don't know why that was an important detail, but it is. And he's sitting on the porch and a mom leaves and he's just looking at him and he crosses his hands (laughs) He, like, interlocks his fingers and rests them on his knee with his legs crossed. (laughs) And it was so cute. He looked like a little old man just patiently waiting. And, oh, my God. Total yes. They're so cute. And that was yes or pass. And now that we've established it's okay to cry and feel all the feelings, once you've done that, here's some tips and tricks on how to get back on your feet again. On a daily basis, we're pulled in all different directions. And you have to tell yourself that it's okay to say no to others to take care of yourself. I think we feel a sense of obligation when people ask and even demand our energy and time. But if we're already stressed and not feeling it, it can lead to a total burnout. So it's okay to cry and listen to sad songs. But once you've felt all the feelings, I think it's important to get up and get active. Even if it's just for a simple walk around the block, if the bare minimum is all you can bring yourself to do, I think you should do it. I definitely agree. I remember watching this video. I think it was a commencement speech from one of the, maybe been like Army or Navy. The guy talked about how getting ready and making your bed in the morning makes you feel 20 times more productive with your day. And even if that's all you do, at least to make, you can say, at least I made my bed. Yeah, I've seen that video so many times and I love it. Because, like, you never think of the simple things. Like, something as simple as that, like, you can have the, like, you just said, Brooke, you you just said it, but, like, you can literally have the worst day of your life, but you can, like, just thank yourself for getting up and doing that simple act. I love that video. And just setting the bar, like, at the bare minimum, that's okay sometimes. And if that's, like, all you can do, like, congratulate yourself for putting your socks on. Yeah, I think it's, like, really important. Um I mean, like, in general, really, like, day-to-day, not in quarantine life, in regular life, to, like, get up and establish some kind of, like, exercise for yourself. Even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, walking around your block, 
I mean, I, I know a lot of people implement it into like taking care of their dogs. I always like during the work week, like get up and like walk my dog, Abby. Mm-hmm. She's adorable. I love her. Shout out. Um, but I think it's something that's so simple that like just can completely change our mood for our day because we feel like along with the making the bed video thing, we did something. We got started and we're off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was doing like teaching every day, well, substituting every day. And it was so I'd be going so, so, so much. And then I would get mm-hmm. home and I'd be so tired. But on the days that I decided that I should go to the gym and just do something like no matter right. if it was a long workout or a short workout, like I just felt so good. Like I would come out of there like bursting through the doors ready to go home and cook dinner. Like I just physically felt so good. And it wasn't just because of the workout, but just the endorphins that I got Mm -hmm. from doing something and getting something done. And it made me feel so good. And I think pre-quarantine life, I taught bar every Saturday morning. And Saturdays, I don't think it's a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Saturdays are literally my favorite days. I would teach first thing in the morning. And then the rest of the day just snowballed into a good day. And I don't think that's, mm-hmm. I said that already, but I don't think that's a coincidence at all. Um, I'd like to quote Elle Woods from <laughs> Legally Blonde. Thank you. She says, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. And I think that's a quote we should all live by. Wow. Very important. Important for us not to shoot our husbands. <laughs> so just exercise and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And like, like Brooke said before, it doesn't have to be crazy. Like sometimes when it's the work week and like, I've had a long day like I'm in an accelerated master's program and I work 40 hours a week I know we will but even if it's like 20 minutes on the elliptical or 20 minutes on the treadmill it just like makes me feel so much better yeah yeah one time I literally went and went on the Stairmaster put on Disney plus and was watching the sound of music on the Stairmaster (laughs) and it just like kept me going and it just made me happy because a I love the sound of music and b I don't know I felt good Mm -hmm. I feel like it tricks I mean the endorphins obviously release but I feel like exercising tricks my body into feeling happier and it just creates a domino or like snowball effect into feeling better so I feel like you should just try to get moving and you'll be on the right track right going along with getting active and going for a walk if possible I'd say you should try to spend some time outside in nature that sounds really earthy crunchy but Mm -hmm. I promise like it it kind of is, but especially with the nicer weather, the nicer weather right around the corner, I like to roll a blanket out on the grass in my backyard, or if you don't have a backyard, just like, I don't know, on your front porch where there's some sun, and grab grab a lemonade or a smoothie or something and just chill, maybe even with like a book or a funny podcast, hee hee, or some upbeat music, <laughs> you like that plug. <laughs> Um, yeah. but I, I think that like getting at least some vitamin D helps me feel a lot more grounded and happier. Um, there's a lot of research on getting out and like being in nature and breathing some fresh air just really helps a lot. Yeah, I think it's so important. I've been trying, like the weather has been so nice here lately. Um, we're like right outside of Boston. Um, and the weather's been so nice. I've been trying to like eat my breakfast mm-hmm. outside it's just it's so miserable here in the winter so like I just like take advantage of all the natural vitamin d that I can get oh my god yeah and I'm gonna speak for all of us right now because I know for a fact all of us 
love to go to mm-hmm. the beach. Yes. I mean, sitting out beach on queens. the beach with a nice something, maybe some lemonade in my hand, a bag of chips <laughs> that have a little bit of salt on them, or no, a little bit of oh. sand mixed into them oh by God. accident. The best. And some like a big old tub of watermelon and just sitting on the beach. I could cry. The beach is my self-care remedy. And I know it's all of ours too. Yeah. Like me and my sister going off that, we've been sitting outside so much and just like painting each other's nails, (laughs) which just sounds so stereotypical, but we'll like paint each other's nails or just like bring our like Alexas out and play music or do anything. And I think it's something that we don't do that much when we all like hang out that like, I think we should definitely like do more. I think there's so many things I've been doing and this episode is not about quarantine, mm-hmm. but I think there's so many things I've started doing in quarantine that, like, we should definitely carry through to, like, the afterwards yeah. of this. I think we should all, like, I don't know, just pick someone's house. And, I mean, Brooke has a pool. Shout out. We love that for the summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, pick someone's uh, someone's house and just, like, sit outside and listen to music or do whatever. I think it's so nice. Yeah. I, th- I just think, like, being cooped up and staying inside, like, makes it worse. Mm-hmm. definitely going to the beach when we can when it when they're open that'll definitely yeah. help a lot but I think see like especially here seasonal sadness is a big thing that hits me hard so when the nicer weather starts mm-hmm. coming out like I'll eat my breakfast outside in the sun right. and with the wind going through my hair it's just so much nicer <laughs> and just a little tidbit to get people maybe motivated or excited but in Maryland, which is where I am right now, there's a bit less cases. I feel like a lot of our listeners are in Massachusetts. If they're not, I'm sorry. But <laughs> starting on Friday, they're going to open up the beaches. Like hair salons are going to start to be able to open. That's like a little shed of hope that like you can go to the beach. And I think Massachusetts has their golf courses mm-hmm. open, not like any of us <laughs> golf. But yes. it's just a little bit of hope that hopefully some sort of normality is coming soon. and. Though there are other ways that I know I've been just going on walks and just sitting outside. And it's good to hear that there's like other outdoor activities that will be opening again soon. I think another important thing to do to kind of get out of your sad shell, get creative. I think this can really draw your mind away from sad thoughts. So writing your feelings down on paper draw or paint or sew something I'm terrible at drawing I try to draw um but anything I do is hideous so I really like those mandala um basically adult coloring books to color in it really takes my mind off everything (laughs) yeah I mean I've been doing so much to just be creative and just express myself um I've been doing a lot of just dancing and just releasing happiness or, or just trying to feel I know when I used to go to the gym a lot, sometimes if I could get like an empty studio or an empty room, I would just dance. I mean, I would dance to some Beyonce. Mm -hmm. I would dance to like Missy Elliott. I don't know. I would just kind of just feel myself and just it made me so happy just getting creative and dancing. But I've also been so I'm definitely going to post this on the pod Mm -hmm. Instagram because I made this little drawing. It literally it took no skill, but. It's like all these little circles and like loops. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, but I saw it on TikTok and I saw the 
like how to do it. It looks like maybe braided loops or something. But it was so fun. It was so therapeutic just to draw that and color it in. And it took a few, it took a little while, but I definitely feel, I just want to say, I definitely feel the dancing thing. I've been late at night at like whenever everyone goes to bed, like I'll just turn on music in my living room and dance. And we all know I posted on my Finsta weird dances, but that really helps me like get my energy up and like feel good about myself. So I think that's a good release too. Just anything cathartic you can do to release your, your sad vibes. Yeah. I mean, we exposed my dancing skills (laughs) last week, so I don't do any dancing. I mean, importantly, though, I can dance if I want, even though it's bad. It still releases energy, and sometimes I do that. So, But um, something that I've been doing is I have always been, like, a singer, and I've always sang. But I didn't do too much of it in college. I did a little bit. Um, But when things started getting intensive in other areas with, like, um, my studies, I kind of stopped doing that in college. It was something Mm -hmm. I've been missing a lot. So I've been trying to sing more again. And hopefully I can join something when all this ends because I have really been missing that. I've been listening to a lot of Broadway soundtracks. Like right now, the Mean Girls mm-hmm. Broadway soundtrack is my favorite. And so I've been singing a little bit of that. It's not mm-hmm. that's like a fun right. release, too. I think just singing, singing and dancing, even if you're not the best at it, sing like no one's listening and dance like no one's watching. It'll feel really good. It's still so fun. Like the thing I, I miss the most, and I feel like I've said this before, is like, when we would like get one of our cars and like oh like drive and like with the windows down and like sing like I legit like need that that's like my fake serotonin I legit need it and I like crave it so I think that's why I've just been like singing outside to kind of create that effect and I guess it's working that just like pained my heart because I miss that so much also with with singing as like one way to express myself and to kind of feel happier I've also been doing a lot of writing and it's a it's a journey because the thing about being a writer is like you have to be disciplined and you have to like set the time for yourself to actually sit down and write and I'm so horrible with it but I've been doing it a bit more I at the end of college I started a manuscript and (laughs) it is not done and it's literally just been staring at me for now a year so I've been trying to work on that and hopefully like get that out sooner or later because I mean it's just it's a good time to like feel creative and release that but also feel like you're getting something done as well I don't know if if that makes sense yeah I think being able to sit down and not always finish something but at least work on something is a good like sense of accomplishment Mm -hmm. right because if I I'm a a poet mostly if I write like one line Mm -hmm. that's a day because like Rome wasn't built in one night like we have to start somewhere so yeah and I think just having that one thing that you can always kind of go back to mm-hmm. is it's just good to just have it in your back pocket as something that can just bring you happiness and you know you can always do it like I like you know writing can always right. give you some happiness mm-hmm. some escape something that you can do to just take your mind off of whatever it is I think it's definitely hard on like a lot of people's mental health that there are so many unknowns. I've probably mentioned this in like every episode we've done so far, but there's so many unknowns. We have no clue like what's going to happen. We don't know what our future holds, but I think having something 
like for you guys, you know, dance is always there. Dance is never going to go away. Like maybe bars and maybe the beach and maybe like social gatherings are going to go away this summer. But like you can always dance and you can always sing and you can always write. I just think it's I just yeah. think it's awesome. I also want to say that if you don't have that constant thing that's always there for you, if you haven't had that in your life yet, there's always the opportunity to learn a new craft. I used to take sewing classes when I was little, but my Nana is a great sewer and knitter and just a creative person. But I do want to eventually learn how to sew better and knit better just so that it doesn't like get lost in my family. I want to be able to continue that on. So I think bottom line is just like learning a new craft and a new skill can also get your mind off things too. Wait, I want to learn how to knit now. That sounds so funny. Right? My friend Madison, <laughs> shout out Madison if you're listening. Yeah. She can knit. I think it's knitting or crocheting. I think it's knitting. But she um does that all the time and I think it's so cool. Yeah. Also Madison's making those like tie-dye bleach sweatshirts and I really want one. <laughs> oh, so she just she texted me earlier and said mine's ready <laughs> and she's dropping it off tomorrow. So shout out Madison, go hit her up. Yeah, I mean something that has always been a tradition in my family for like generations and generations is pierogies. And if you don't know what it is, it's um it's kind of like a Polish like um the best way to describe it to people who aren't Polish or don't know what it is is it's kind of like a ravioli, but it's like it looks a lot different. Um, but people have been making those forever. So my aunt still makes them every single Easter. This was actually the first Easter without no. pierogies in like 50 years. That's heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. I feel like cooking is also a good creative outlet too. I feel like yeah. a lot of my happiness comes from food, <laughs> which is, I just associate it with good things and feelings. <laughs> we love food. We stand food out here. Um, also, <laughs> just like cooking a good meal with your family is a good way to get your, is a good way to get your vibes up. Oh, yes. yeah. I made, um homemade pasta for the first time a few days ago and it was so much fun I mean like it it was a lot of work and Mm -hmm. it was stressful at some points but (laughs) it was so fun overall to just do something different and to cook something new and to just try something new so I think cooking also can be a very therapeutic thing yeah do and I think going off of that um getting together with your family and making dinner I think it's important to surround yourself with your support system and just making food together, making like baking a batch of brownies together, whatever you can do to be around people that you love, I think is a really good way to break out of that sadness. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I told everyone before, but me and my family do like this thing where like everyone makes dinner one night of the week. And then um, so the two other nights we order out from small local businesses, which is super important. But yeah, it's it's something that's Honestly, I feel like brought us so much closer and it's something like fun for us to do. But it's so awesome. Yeah. Like I'm so grateful to like have been able to like come home to my family during this time. Like I know that isn't the reality for everyone. Even if you you can't be home with your family or be around your friends. I know Brooke talked about, I don't know, maybe in quarantine that episode. Um, but she talked about having zoom meetings with all of her family because she can't be with hers right now so i think um it's important to at least get connected i mean it's like zoom is crazy i mean we had our little zoom fun thing a few nights ago for like Mm -hmm. three hours like we just yeah we had so much fun i mean zoom really does wonder so 
the Zoom last week was for Brooke's birthday. <laughs> she wasn't going to say that, but I'll say it. It was yeah. for Brooke's birthday, and it's really sad. Like, I mean, there have been different times along the all the years we've been friends that we haven't been together on our birthdays. But, like, it was a sad thing that, like, we all weren't going to be together on your birthday. So I think Zoom is such an amazing outlet. Like, at times, I really felt like we were all together, like, having a game night. It was, like, oh my God. us and all our yeah. boyfriends. And I literally felt like we were all together at points. I mean, like, it is hard with, like, the mm-hmm. technology and the screen sometimes. But it's I think it's amazing. I think that's, I mean, even if you can't see each other regularly, like if you're just busy, maybe meet up for a Zoom. You'd like, I don't know what to say, continue throughout quarantine or no. Yeah, it could continue past past quarantine. quarantine. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like I I talked about my Zoom with my college friends a few weeks ago, but we even said like, we're all in different parts of Massachusetts. Like we really only get together once every couple of months anyways, but like we can definitely Zoom every week. That's like not a problem. I just feel like, like I said before, there's so many things that we've discovered during this time that we can definitely implement. Me and my family have been playing this game where we um, put all like different movie options into a little bucket and then we'll pick some Mm. out of it's kind of a complicated process because we just make it complicated because we have the time to. But um, we eventually pick a movie and we have a little movie night, which I think we should continue after quarantine, too. I think that's just a good way to be with your family and bond over like, just, yeah, just a good way to bond yeah. and connect. Um, and we also my mom and dad wanted to play Yahtzee. And I don't think we looked in the box in the little scorecards it was literally me and nick's handwriting nick is my brother our handwriting from when we were little and it was like (laughs) kylie in like huge giant like weird letters and it was so funny to see but um, me and nick didn't really want to play and then we ended up playing and having a good time so i think um we can continue that after too just because it's a good way to get together i think yeah that's awesome i love that idea because like one of Everyone, me and my siblings, like, we're very different in, like, different ways. We have different interests and, like, different hobbies. And my parents do, too. Like, they're different from us as well. One of the things we can always, like, bond over and connect over is, like, music mm-hmm. and, like, film. Obviously, that's that's similar for a lot of people. But all of us, we all love watching movies. And, um, yeah, my brother um, studied film in college, and he's, like, he's going to go on to get his master's in animation. So it's it's something that, like, we connect with him over. He, like, tells us, like, secret little things about stuff, and it's just really awesome. So I love that you have that idea, or you guys have been doing that idea, because I definitely yeah. want to do that with them. Yeah. I <laughs> love game night. Like, I'm – if you ever if anyone ever wants to play a game, I literally don't think I would ever say no. I love – games i'd say if you guys are all down to have like a girls game night or like even like a girls and boyfriends game night after this is all over i'm down oh Oh, yes i need that now yeah so i think spending time with friends and family no matter how you can do it right now or in the future i think it's just a good self-care pro tip that we can all implement into our lives Mm -hmm. on the daily um and anything else that brings you joy into your daily routine Definitely. And I think like sometimes it's important to know that self-care is not enough. Sometimes we can't pull ourselves out and we do need to seek help. Um, I just want to say that we are not licensed professionals and all opinions in this next part are based on our own experiences with mental health. 
So when is it time to get help? I think that something like big in our society now is knowing the difference between clinical depression and being in a depressed mood. Um, Depression, I mean, these are just some symptoms that I looked up and some that were familiar to me that I recognized um, was being in a depressed mood, but all day, every day, for several days at a time, or like indefinitely, like there's no break from feeling that depressed mood all day. Um, Something else I saw was unintentional weight loss. Um, If you have lack of energy after a great amount of sleep, that's another sign. Um, Something else is feeling worthless or guilty all the time. And I mean, I know (laughs) a lot of us feel worthless and guilty at certain points in life. But this is, I mean, this is like all the time. You're constantly thinking about this. And the last one was having a hard time concentrating or making decisions. And this is interesting because sometimes I find myself having a hard time making decisions that I never Hmm. linked that to having a depressed mood or depression. So that one really surprised me. So the next part is when to know if it's just a depressed mood. So depressed mood is you can have all of the symptoms or things I just discussed earlier, but the key thing here is they do not last for long periods of time. So like you can be in a depressed mood, but it's for maybe one day or two days or three days or a week at a time, but it's not indefinitely. It's not over a long span of time. You're able to get out of it and you're able to actually like practice those self-care tips that we just discussed. Um, something else is like that. what I said about feeling worthless or guilty. It's not constant. It's like here and there or at moments where maybe you messed up at work or messed up with a friend or messed up in your relationship. And then again, the concentrating. If it's at certain times, like it's it's all it's all relative. It's all the main thing here is they don't last for long periods of time or indefinitely. Yeah, um, I'm definitely someone who beats myself up a lot over things, and I I'm just so hard on myself that like mm-hmm. you shouldn't have done that, and I just and I get myself into these like upset times where I just I'm so mad at myself and I'm so upset with myself and I just. And focusing on so much that's wrong with me that I get into this depressed mood sometimes. And I think it's so important for me to recognize that it is a depressed mood because it's it's not as if this is happening for a long span of time. I think I was in like the best mental health state of mind before quarantine happened. And then it kind of plummeted because mm-hmm. I do love my job so much and I do love being around people. I never realized that I love being around people so much because I'm like, I hate everyone. (laughs) But I think it's just like a vibe kind of thing instead of like a real thing. But I've kind of gotten out of it, like using some of those tips that we talked about earlier. Um, So I know that it's just Mm -hmm. the mood I'm in and the circumstances and it's not a forever thing. But and I think when I was younger, I a lot of the time I would be like, oh my God, I'm depressed because I would like lay in my room and be sad about something and be like, I don't know if anyone knows like that scene in Lilo and Stitch when she like turns up the radio, the Elvis song, and she's like, leave me alone. Yeah, Um, That's like what I was like. But Mm. now I know that it wasn't like a real serious thing. Most of the time it's just, I realize and I can recognize that it's just the mood I'm in. Kylie, I 100% agree with that because when I was younger, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the the depression it was desensitized. I can <laughs> that's speaking for myself. I mean, I would just I'd be so melodramatic and oh, I'm so depressed right now, but right. It was I was upset or I was in a depressed mood because it wasn't something that had lasted for a long period of time. It was usually over something completely mm-hmm. ridiculous. Right. But I I think I've definitely seen now though that the people are using it more correctly now, which is really wonderful. And it's really, really important yes. to recognize that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not everything means you have depression because you're sad about something doesn't mean that you have depression. Like that's a reaction to something that like happened to you. And I think it's important to know the difference, but also to remember that it is unfortunately a very large statistic of Americans who actually do deal with clinical depression. So I think it's important to like not tell people that they're romanticizing Mm -hmm. it if like they really have it, but also to not romanticize it if like something happens and then you feel yourself in a depressed mood. I think that's like a big line. And another thing to remember is you can't force anyone to get help. Um, People that do like have this mental illness can only help themselves. And all you can do in that meantime is support them in like the best ways that you know how. Yeah, I think it's so important to be a good, strong support system for someone. I mean, I'm speaking for myself right now, but there's no better feeling than just feeling loved and feeling cared for. So I don't think it's ever okay to tell someone to just get over it and be happy because that doesn't, that's not helpful and that's not supportive. So I think just being there for someone and that relates to anyone in your life, just being there and supporting and loving someone is the most you can do. Right. And I think like all we ever want as humans is like someone else in the world to just like be with us and like to be loved and like to feel supported. So I think that's super important at any time in anyone's life with the people that love you and the people you love. Yeah. And supporting someone doesn't mean you have to text and call Mm -hmm. them all the time and send them edible arrangements every other day. Like it's just, it's just letting them know and have the comfort to know that you're always there whenever they may need someone to talk to, to hang out with, to grab a bite to eat with. Having someone know that you're there in their corner for them whenever they need is it's such a comforting feeling. It's also important to remember that if you do seek help or if someone you love does seek help, that you are so strong for doing so. And no matter what stigmas society or the media tries to make you believe, you are not weak. Like you are not weak for seeking help. You are strong. And honestly, you're a goddamn warrior. So I'm proud of you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so powerful to be able to recognize when there's something off about your mind or your soul or your physical Mm -hmm. body, any part of you that exists that could be a little off. It is so, it's honestly so inspiring to see people Mm -hmm. who are able to recognize that because sometimes it takes me a while to recognize when something's off. I just want to say that really quickly, if you, if you have these mental illnesses and if you are depressed that it's okay and you're loved and you're strong any way you dice it and that's all I'm gonna say. So obviously this topic was hard to talk about (laughs) to write 
I'm sure, for you guys to listen to. But we just really want to extend the arm, especially in these times that if you ever feel like you're not enough or you're not loved, we're here for you. And our DMs are always open. We are here for you all. And if you or anyone you know is suffering, contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode about being in our sad girl hours and the importance of mental illness. Remember, you're never alone and you can get through this. And even if you think you aren't loved, all of us at Snoring 20s love you and we are so proud of you. Stay tuned for next week's episode on a much lighter topic, which is relationship goals versus realities. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at Snoring20sPod. Also, exciting news. You can find us now on Facebook at the Snoring20s Podcast and get all of our content from there as well. So head over there and give us Mm -hmm. a like. All right, everyone. We'll have a great week and we'll see you next time. Remember to fake it till you make it and don't sleep on us.